Why do so many men pose with fish in their profile pictures? Is this supposed to be some type of clever analogy to pussy? Let me give you some advice. I'm Michael Jordan. Stop it. Get some help. Welcome back to the Jones Chronicles. This is volume five. The highlight of my week thus far is going in the dollar store. And this lady is like, oh, sorry. As she's putting this water in her cart, like I need to get this water before they poison it. Uh-huh, honey. I'm like, damn, it is 12 p.m. It is too early for you to be smoking at night. Just... to be 
Oh, and you would be yelling out, I can't go to sleep. I'm not tired. You better get tired. That's, that's, that's the response. You better get tired. Like, it's fucking hot. We only got this little ass fan. Prop it up through the window just to have the air come in. <laughs> the circulate. Never mind. You had to share a bedroom. Sometimes a bed. We were in bunk beds. Um, actually, still sharing the bedroom. So I was like, God damn. Don't be selfish, is what I'm saying. Putting your kids to bed at ridiculous hours. It's okay. They can stay up later. It's fine. It's not going to damage them. Once again, my daughter makes straight A's. Now, every child I'm not saying is the same. Some may need to go to bed a little bit earlier, like at 9 or 10. Because maybe they need those 10 to 12 hours. But most children do not. And most of the reasons why people put the kids to bed early is because they tired of dealing with them and they need that me time. What sucked was that she didn't even allow us to whisper to each other in bed with her magical hearing. You be in bed. If I come in there and y'all wait, I'm gonna whoop your ass. I don't even think she knew that we were talking. I think she just made assumptions. <laughs> I remember one time I got a Snickers bar and I couldn't eat it in enough time so that my mom and my dad wouldn't know because we were on a strict no sugar <laughs> diet. They did not believe giving sugar because sugar made you hyper thus things like and i really couldn't i was not allowed to have red kool-aid whatsoever because i was already hyperactive now the doctors i found out much later during one of those enlightening conversations where past events come out like diarrhea while my dad's under the influence of something that they suggested when i was about four or five that i should probably on some medication but my mom was like fuck that white people always trying to put you on medication you don't need that shit whatsoever it's not even real (laughs) the black fear of anything medicinal is real i mean they just especially that old school even to this day my dad will be hacking up a lung be like i ain't going to the hospital i'm just i'm like he really is just gonna die on that couch because if it just requires him going and doing the things that would get him better, that's more scary to him. And he's convinced anyway that it's all sabotage. Thus, he won't get himself checked out. Now, my mom has gotten a little bit better, but not towards her mental health. She's in absolute utter denial. And I'm like, girl, you want peace at some point, don't you? She went through too much. That put a strain on her mental facilities and the shit only got more what's the word jerry springer as the teenage years this wasn't even the teenage years and then she got the influx of three additional children but we'll get there right now we're still living at that house 
like some centimeters. <laughs> People are weird. Um, especially in Ohio, it seems. I know Florida's definitely got all of us beat, but there are definitely that side of, of weird, you feel, I think, in every city to some extent. But our favorite time was when the parents were outside of the house and we were forced to babysit ourselves because there were no things such as daycare with five fucking children. That's just impossibly high as we discussed. So I was the eldest and in charge, but no one fucking listened to me. I was pretty much like a doormat because the second eldest was domineering and manipulative. Very much so, and everyone rather followed her tune versus following my own, which led to a huge divide. Jonesing was a thing, and I was a sensitive child. I was so sensitive. One may call me hypersensitive to an extent because, you know, I didn't understand why people could be mean. <laughs> I was a genuinely person call me a square whatever you want to put these names out there to associate my personality but for me my younger sisters were and brother were there to protect and I was good in that role and they appreciated that me in that role but other than that I was not the one like they would always get me in trouble and I would always get in trouble I was the one that got the whoopings for their crimes multiple times. The thing I hated the most is when my mom would make us do chores. And the list was not who's doing what. It was more like, all of this needs to be done. Figure it the fuck out. And of course, I would end up doing most of the work. Or I would task out other people and they would say, yeah, I did it. And the thing is, when mom came home it wasn't done like you didn't mop the, the kitchen floor you didn't do the dishes not one person got up everybody got up <laughs> at fucking 12 o'clock you gotta go to school in the morning and she would make everyone clean and just like we're in this together we all get punished together <laughs> there was a mental divide though between me and my other four siblings one being much younger because I think I've stated this before we were all born back to back so we're all one year apart up until the fourth child and then she came out like the last one, Brittany, she came out six, eight years later, somewhere between then. I, I really, y'all know me and math every single time. <laughs> it fails me. But we weren't at the same maturity level. I was much, much more grounded, abiding. I tend to seek out adult company versus other children. And other than children, they always found me to be weird. So I would always feel a little isolated. And then as I continued to get older and the, the divide happened between me 
my sisters and brothers, everyone started following or trailing the other three in particular. Three or two, really two. Uh, following my sister's footsteps, I kind of was there to kind of babysit, but <laughs> all of the shenanigans that follow in the in the following years were pretty much prompted and led by the others, and I was rather passive on the, the pranks and things that we got into. Some of them were funny, though, and it did lead to some interesting stories. One of them is when we went into my mom's room one time and decided that we were going to go through her things. Like, usually she keeps her door locked. Even later on in life, she put a lock on her fucking door. And when there's more children in the house and they're much older and they're devious, they will find a way. I mean, putting a lock on the door is pretty much asking for us to solve the riddle. <laughs> and so we went to a room and there were two things that were appalling. One, I found a VHS tape that was called Animaniacs. I assume was a cartoon because there is a cartoon called I believe Animaniacs I feel like it was because that's what I thought it was I think I was like ooh I can watch a cartoon it was not a cartoon it was my first introduction to what a shemale is oh my god but that was not all the treasures to be found in the adult section that children should just for your own sake Stop it. My daughter is going to realize in about eight years that she had my vibrator in her hand. Being like, what's this? How about you stay the fuck out of my drawer? Because now I have to lie to you and say it's a massager for what? For my back. And hopefully you don't think to massage your back with that. Thinking, man, I have a back problem and mommy said this was a back massager. It wasn't like I could tell you the truth of the matter. However, bring it on yourself. And that's what we did when we opened up this drawer and found this huge pink, like fucking 12 inch floppy thing that we didn't know what it was, but we started hitting each other with it. Everybody was fighting. Mama was a freak and I did not want to know that. Unfortunately, we didn't learn our lesson, and we continued to rumble through her drawers, and that's when we stumbled upon a very passionate letter between... The thing about children is you can't hide much from them. You really can't. They pick up on absolutely everything. We knew at this point that there was a double marital affair going on between my parents, my dad and someone else and my mom and someone else and it was the talk of the house not in any appalling type of way I mean from pretty much around 10 to currently we have maintained that our parents should not be together and yet they still are one may say that's love yeah that's 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 some cancer right there but um but I assure you it's an unhealthy version. But that's old school. You know, a lot of people it's like whatever happens, you stick through it. You just stick by them. 
black women definitely are loyal to a fault i grew up and realized ride or die is only for those that deserve it and not just because i'm with you and this is why i'm still single and unmarried and never married because i looked at the example and i was like that doesn't seem like all that fun a lot of them fail all over the world because it certainly isn't just a american black thing because a lot of caucasian families have that same type of just stick together even though they fucking hate each other and then you have the children that grow up in that environment just like you know (laughs) i'm not really buying what you're selling on that growing up in that manner definitely leaves a certain (laughs) um caution of the heart so to speak the caution of you know not being trapped in the wrong relationship and that's a huge part of my own psyche and um having been trapped in a wrong not not trapped because i wouldn't allow myself to be trapped but being in a relationship that turned into something that wasn't a healthy relationship only reinforces that type of wariness when it comes to matters of vulnerability at all but while matters of the heart were one thing matters of what was going on with my hormones was an absolute other thing because when we moved we got cable like the really good cable with cinemax (laughs) not just the the lowest cable package that came with the Cartoon Network, we actually got Cinemax. And at night, when everyone was sleeping, I would turn on the television, and then I discovered Skinemax. Romance novel. 
create the uh, hypersexualized fantasy life, which, by the way, only heightened the sense of adulthood, but I was only 11. <laughs> so this coming of age transition for me was rather important into how I continued to grow not with my family so much as away from my family and I continued to grow the further I got away from my family even into adulthood where I eventually just left the fucking state and I finally got to actually figure out who I was which was a goddamn blessing because now I can look back and realize I was the same one everyone else they was crazy they were just absolutely crazy one of the turning point moments though was when my father actually put me in a position of choosing between him which authority I was going to listen to the most in the house so my mom um, sent me to do she said make sure before she went to work make sure you get the clothes out of the dryer now the dryer in this four apartment complex thing that we moved to was all the way outside down the basement of this building I hated going down there at night it was fucking scary there were spider webs everywhere people put all their shit all over the place I hated it, it was so terrifying <laughs> that dryer made the most loudest noise because my dad insisted that his shoes needed to be dried in the dryer now as children had a very morbid sense of humor and we would always call home the plantation because they put our asses to work I mean if it needed to be done, you was doing it. If daddy needed his shirt ironed, you were going to iron daddy's shirt. So daddy wanted me to iron his shirt. And I says, well, no, I got to go get the clothes up out of the dryer. So he's like, I told you to iron the shirt. And I'm like, well, mommy told me to go take the clothes up out of the dryer. And that's what I'm about to go do. So that's what I would need. Because quite frankly, my mother always terrified me more than my father. In my eyes, he was always a five foot fucking six leprechaun. I don't understand. <laughs> Why are you being so mean? You're a Yo. mean, yeah. mean man. Now, I told y'all we was about it, about it, and routed, routed before. Now, this had only happened one or two times up until this point. I was 12, budding on 13. Maybe he felt he needed to reestablish his dominance. And thus, when I came back upstairs with this laundry basket of clothes, he decided I was going to get a whooping. And I decided, motherfucker, you ain't whooping me. Catch me outside. How about that? I basically told him about himself. It was like, look, I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. You asked me to iron your shirt. It wasn't like I didn't, wasn't going to iron your shirt. I said, after I go pick up the clothes. And then when he started swinging, I started swinging too. So here we are swinging and then someone calls my mama she comes home early from work like what the fuck has happened before she got home though i called myself running away i just ran out the house ran down the street called my friend bruce at the payphone and i remember these faithful words i don't think he's my real daddy you want answers i want the truth you can't handle the truth now when you're 12 but in on 13 and you run away the only thing you're doing is walking around the block in circles until you get bored and then you go back home 
and then you expect people to be concerned when you get back home but I came back in the door and everyone was just more like we want you oh. <laughs> so then my mom comes home and shockingly she's not too upset about what has occurred probably because her narcissistic personality side was rejoicing in the fact that it's gonna be me but this led to a shocking secret and me on my first detective hunt as i started going through her papers and things while the parents were away to start getting evidence to figure out if my conclusion or my feeling because I, I didn't look like my dad i didn't act like my dad from the time i've always known him i never liked him <laughs> Uh, he never did anything to impress upon me liking him. He will always tell the story about how he saved me from graduating fourth grade by coming to talk to my math teacher because I was failing math. I'm like, did you help me with my homework? No. All you did was get my missing assignments and I did them. But during my detective work, I made a discovery on my birth certificate of all places where it says Latanya Jones and Gregory Jones. Who the fuck are you, man? Now I kept these findings to myself, a sneaky ass little girl, and I decided that um, revenge was best served. <laughs> Code because all of a sudden my dad's keys went missing he could not find them anywhere it was very much the beginning of breaking bad <laughs> Jones style because there was a trip planned to my aunt's where we always spent the summer weeks in the summer with our cousins and she had four boys whereas my mom had four girls and a boy unbeknownst to me that my aunt had a drug addiction and a willingness to drop all the tea because she couldn't stand the man that was her sister's husband although the apple did not fall very far from the tree nevertheless her information led to a transformation which saw the death of my childhood and kind of the reemergence of my teen years, even though I was not quite a teenager. Leaving on a positive note, right before we get to the summer of <laughs> enlightenment, which we'll discuss in the next episode, I had decided I was going to go to the Cleveland School of Arts. But you had to apply for this school. You had to put together a portfolio of all of your writings. My mom had already made her feelings clear on this and in an uncharacteristically kind offer because I could not get down to the center because my mom had to suddenly work. It was my father who took me down, which allowed me to apply. And when I got back home after the summer, a letter waiting for me that I was accepted into the School of Arts and I was very proud of that because being told you don't have talent it really 
knocks you down in a way that it can be really crippling to come back from. But when you know that there's something you're passionate about, you can't allow those hurdles to really stop you from doing what you want to do. Rather, it's a success doesn't matter. You're successful because you're doing it. And that was one of the things that I taught myself very early on and I'm really proud of and the things that really, I think, make all of those hard journeys really worth it because it gave me wisdom that I don't think I would have if I hadn't been through it. I also learned a valuable lesson that if you steal $20 out of your mom's purse, then go to the store and only spend $8 worth because you can't even think of that much food to eat and then you give the money left over to your classmates, the teacher is going to find out and then they're going to tell your mom and then she's going to make you strip and beat you with an extension cord. I never stole again. If you want to send some feedback, blackforhouchatgmail.com, you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic.